Joseph. Hello and welcome back to Block of the Week. I the am week? your host, Kaden, and here is my co-host himself. Who is it? Who is it? Oh, it's me, Keen, baby. And we have three minus one get no four, three minus two guests today. We have Sean. Hi! And his step cousin, Sean. His uncle Sean is on the way. Yeah. Shout out to Sean. And my Hi, Sean. And we also have Doofenshmirtz as well. Take it away, Doofenshmirtz. Ah, bury the platypus! Okay. Thank you, Doofenshmirtz. So. Today. Yeah, Today. Today, we're going to be talking about films, filmmaking, and everything in between. Hey, like the nail leg it. hairs between your thighs. Everything in between. We're covering it all, except it's probably not going to be all. We need so, Kane let's start off with favorite films. Kian, I'll let you go first on this one. Well, thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. Glad to be here today. Uh, I've been no watching problem, this podcast boss. for a while, you know. So, uh, my favourite movie would probably be Joker, uh, which I know, Caden, you haven't watched, but Sean, you have, uh, which is yeah. a class film by Todd Phillips, um, which it was probably one of his, I'm pretty sure it was one of his first films that actually was successful, or he acknowledged it at all. Um, but basically, it's meant to be the origin story of the Joker, but it ends up just being this a fantastic character study and a mental study of this uh, person with mental illness, obviously. But it's the best representation I've ever seen in film yeah. today. And probably film altogether. There's probably better examples. I know Taxi Driver was one of them. But it's just a really cohesive and good good way of showing mental illness. The best I've seen, that's the one that's respectful and also showing what people can go through and how something like this can happen. So, uh, yeah, go on. Show, show me what you got. <laughs> uh, well, but the movie I want to talk about, just in a couple of details without uh, spoiling it to anybody, is the movie Hot Rod, which stars Andy Samberg, which I think he had a lot of creative like power in it. Where, input, yeah, creative input. That's the word. Um, and in it, he's a kid trying to start off as a stuntman. And in it, you see him sort of becoming one and doing his own little home stunts but it's an underlying plot about him having like trying to come to terms with his low masculinity he's trying to prove himself more of a man in front of all his father figures while he can't Multiple which father. is like yeah many one father <laughs> zooey mama <laughs> zooey mama indeed but yeah, it sounds like an interesting topic. What do you call it? it? Um, we said a bit about this before. That what do you call it? Andy Samberg is obviously known for his comedic roles and mainly absolutely, yeah. And uh, what do you call it? But obviously, he's known for his comedy because he's very good at improv, mostly, I believe. Yeah. But what do you call it? Yeah. And the fact you said he has creative input must have really boosted the movie forward that he got to put this own effort into, especially since it was a personal story. Yeah, you can yeah. really see like yeah. his input. I haven't seen it myself, but it's you really should. Okay. I really should. should I? You really should. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You want to take this? Okay. Out? Cool beans. What about you, Ken? 
my favourite oh, oh. film would have to be Baby Driver by Edgar Wright. And as soon as I saw I was like, damn, this is a good movie. So, firstly, I... I, I no, no, no. I, I, I was watching a Cinema Wins video. Not a Cinema Sins, Cinema Wins. And we got it was everything got good. Everything good about Baby Driver. And I watched it. And bam! I was like, yo! This movie seems alright. So I went onto Netflix, seeing if it was there. Gave it a quick little... Searched it up. There it was. Front page. Baby Driver. Yeah, I know. Baby Driver. Clicked onto it. Bow. Watched it. As soon as I watched it, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch it again. Bow. Watched it again. I'll tell you. Oh, I swear. No, no, no. Hang on a second. I'm still annoyed about that. Don't get me started. So, sorry if I'm seeming a bit hyper. I'm just kind of pacing frantically around my kitchen. You had too many bananas in your porridge. Too many bananas in my porridge. And basically, yeah, no, Baby Driver, genuinely, it's got everything. It's got a very high amount of action, with some action scenes genuinely being the best action scenes I've seen. The other thing is that it's got a beautiful soundtrack to back it up. You know, every last little bit of that soundtrack is included significantly in the main event which is the pictures and by god edgar wright even said it in an interview himself that he's wanted to make a car driving car runaway car getaway scene whatever you want to call it to bell bottoms for a while and bell bottoms is the intro of the song and every bell whistle knock cranny everything in that intro scene is timed perfectly to the tune of bell bottoms and it is Perfect and beautiful, and a joy to watch and listen to. I think Caden likes Baby Driver. Are you sure? No. Oh, yeah, we didn't seem that passionate about it, you know. Just kinda... but anyway, I think you yeah, need to watch it a second time. What you said about it being synced up, like the intro being synced up to um, music, that's a theme throughout the, uh, the movie, isn't it? Uh, yes, I know. I only I only yeah, said a up. small bit about the movie. Yes, it is beautifully synced up throughout the whole movie. The fact that the intro is synced up with music really shows that he's trying to establish what the movie is about with the music and. Yeah, and that's what and, I see from it anyway. Yeah, and most of the time, uh, directors will have in their movie. It will be they write they do the scene first and then they write music first but it was the complete opposite this time around man took the music he wanted and then put it into action scenes and not even action just scenes in general and it is amazing it's a joy to watch it nothing seems out of place yeah, and while we're on the topic of directors there we might as well just talk about directors in general because obviously Edgar Wright he's known for his like daring moves in films yeah, like complete old cinematography moves that would just be pushed off by other directors is just stupid and maybe immature for some if it's just like a, a silly camera angle. But he obviously takes it to the next level, and that's what gets him his high reputation. Is I mean, 
Yeah, I get Absolutely. He, he doesn't leave a stone unturned and he isn't afraid to try new things, which is amazing. Diversity is always appreciated and good, because no one wants to be watching the same couple of movies over and over again with a different title and poster on it. Like, who wants that? No one. So you're going to have to go out into the industry and find new little quirks that people haven't picked up on or underutilized. What? Yeah, yeah, hidden gems. That's Very good word to describe industry. it. It can be, it can be completely backwards in the way it just lets the same love movie through every time with a different thing, or it can let oh, the thing through. Uh, in example, West Anderson, same copy paste of movies. You know, from Fantastic Mr. Fox, the movie, and I Love Dogs, more recently, and uh, makes some great animation, completely like unseen before. Fantastic oh. sort of voice acting things to perfectly get some great high top actors and the fact that they get to such a popular level like that where they can be appreciated for other stuff without working too hard is perfect for some directors like that especially those with such a creative force behind them so it's it's just great to see and what about your favourite directors do you have any more favourite directors Jackie Chan not many people know that Jackie Chan um, directed a bunch of his own movies and he created all of his action scenes did he do, uh, he did Green Dragon, didn't he? Yeah. yeah and yeah. he had to do a scene where yeah, he literally ran horizontally down a building. Without wires. Whoa. Yeah, man, that, that, he did all his own stunts, didn't he? Yeah. He, like, broke yeah. so many bones. There wasn't a bone he didn't break during his recordings. Man, but imagine the, imagine the ego you'd have after that. Or the yeah. Like, um, imagine yeah. the face, Jackie Chan. Yeah, man's like I. I wonder, like, do yeah, if Jackie Chan just kind of like when he was falling down a building or something, did his like whole body just kind of go into a skate tree hall of meat mode, and then he could just see which bones he broke. Yeah, you know, a little X-ray, and then he got the points. Hopefully, you get milli points on that meat treasure one. You know, where you're jumping off the crane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Yeah, favorites for me would probably be um. Tarantino and Scorsese, which are obviously absolutely oh industry great, completely legends, completely recognized and completely like yeah, owned. Like they are understandable. The creative force behind them is completely unique, and they deserve all the fame. Some can be um, pushed under the rug or just like ignored because they. Some people think ah, they're popular. They can't be good. They're just popular because they made one good movie. But there's been so many recently. And Tarantino and Scorsese, obviously, they made some of the greats, like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, Scorsese. Was Scorsese in Django Unchained? Uh, or was that just was Tarantino by himself? No, I mean, like, directing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was just Tarantino. I might be wrong with Yeah. Because that movie's so good. Yeah, Tarantino, It's I... his movies always follow this force of just, like... It's just perfect, um, like plot, like completely unexpected turns. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. it was and then a, there's also yeah. just white guys saying the n word. Yeah, yeah. It was it was what you call it. This um, sick day I had, and I watched Pulp Fiction. I finally found it on this totally legal movie website. One hundred percent. Wink, wink. No, do not. And uh, yeah, I remember watching that, watching through, and being like, oh, this is pretty good. I, I enjoyed it from the start, and then midway through, it just completely took a turn, and it. Blew the socks off. <laughs> Do you use gay? He has no more socks. My socks are gone. Please don't. They're across the room. The block of the week, Patreon. 
I need socks. <laughs> we should get one. Yeah. And a PO box. No, oh, well. no, and OnlyFans. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, go Only ahead. Fans. You have to yeah. get a separate. No, I was just gonna. I was just person. gonna say. Um, one movie that I actually enjoyed was what's it called? Oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, that's yeah. Scorsese, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's. I think what, so. That's Scorsese. I know. I, I don't no think clue. it's. I don't think it's Tarantino. Hang on a second. Hey Google, who was the Wolf of Wall Street directed by? Yeah, well, Scorsese. Oh, Scorsese? Yeah, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio is, is on top of, like, oh, he's Tarantino and Scorsese. Yeah. And he switches the he's world. He's the top list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you saw like his two dads during a divorce. Like, the great he has to go back guy, and forth. And once I seen him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino's like his movie. Whoa. Yeah. I actually haven't watched that. I really want to watch that, though. Oh, man, I watched that on the plane. And, uh, damn, what a good movie. Like, it has so many underlying things you wouldn't even know. Like, it's it's based on this whole, like, the last, like, last bit of air of the golden age of Hollywood in L.A. And it's just, it's perfectly set. You only realise at the end of the movie what it was based on. Like, you just think it's this, oh, this, this actor. And it's it's basically, just watch it, okay? I can't Yeah. It's, it's very good. Yeah, All Tarantino's yeah. movies, just watch it. Obviously, yeah. Like, in Glorious yeah. Bastards 2 and all. Yeah, you have to experience these things. In Glorious Bastards, actually on Netflix, so you might watch it. Yeah. I know um, my dad usually talks about, like, uh, yeah, Pulp Fiction is a big one. He's like, oh, okay, and you have to watch it. But when you're old, you watch you're not allowed to watch it now. You're not allowed to watch it now. Or when, when you're, you're a old, big boy. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> another one he normally talks about will be, like, the dictator, the yeah, that's a really bastard second. Yeah, like yeah. just kinda satirical comedy kinda yeah. but like touching on yeah politically incorrectness. <laughs> Touchy subjects. Yeah. Yeah. The dictator is such a pleasure to watch. Sasha Bell Khan is a genius. Absolutely. That, like political incorrectness or whatever you said there, kid. You know what you mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't forget about Borat. And offensive <laughs> yeah. offensive uh, things like that. He takes them on. So perfectly and so ingenious that he offends so yeah. many people, but he's saying just the right things. So what you said there about Boa and Ali G, all his characters, yeah, they all like, they all have a reason for being like, for being characters, yeah. And then the dictator, it's yeah. Asher Baron Cohen's a very genius in that sense. On the topic of directors, obviously, we're talking about the big A-listers, all the best uh, directors, whether the claim basically big popular ones, people would know. Um, but a lot of a lot of filmmakers nowadays are young, and just new startups, fresh, uh, starting from scratch filmmakers who are making some really good stuff. So locally, there's a lot of uh, filmmakers. Uh, I believe there's Cal Arnold, Stella Sean, some some very local what do you call it good filmmakers who make some class show films. And uh, yeah, no, I remember the reason. One of the reasons why I kind of. Found out Carl, uh, Cal Arnold was through his YouTube channel, and then I went on to uh, what's it called his video about him going on to uh, what's it called him going to uh, the film festival in Galway showing his film. And oh, I was like, Oh, was, yeah, 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 no, it was really interesting. Yeah, it was really good to watch. We ought to go really to this film festival, 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it, no, but it's it's good to see this. Uh, what do you call it? Such young people coming up with such creative and unique ways to express themselves. Yeah, and I know yeah. It's and cheesy, but like it really is. Like you don't see yeah. it often. A lot of people are too scared, or they just don't think their ideas are good enough. But once they put yeah. them out, they get all this acclaim, and they know that they're worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 no. So, yeah, it's like, it's really good, especially now we have this platform to kind of, like, yeah, we kind of took a risk yeah. with this as well. It's not really related. But I know, yeah, you probably kind of have a little bit of an idea of what you were thinking in the back of your mind. Like, oh, I have this idea. Don't do it. It's dog shit. That is such a fucking yeah. bad idea. Don't bring the light of day. Leave that in your mind. Thank you very much. <laughs> And my tangent is over. We can go back to whatever we were talking about now. Now back to films. Yeah. Yeah, but that's no, it's... exactly. Yeah, that I follow you believe there, Kate. Now a lot of things nowadays are oversaturated. But that's the thing about young filmmakers nowadays. Young filmmaking and like short films aren't as touched on, especially. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. these film festivals allow more people to get share and thing, and like it's actually like a proper good talented field. So I agree with you, what you're saying. If people are, are like recording, grabbing their mom's camcorder, setting it up in the windowsill, and recording themselves, <laughs> uh, the new, the latest Marvel installment. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, people who actually put in the time and the effort, they put in the care to work on the stories, up late all night, making sure everything is perfect, finessed, you know. Those yeah. people deserve the credit. You know what I mean? But just like if if you just want to do it for, especially if you want to do it for fame, maybe put your your brain somewhere else because if you're just doing something for fame especially this goes for anything actually it's a bit off topic but just don't don't do anything for fame just exceed yeah. like fame you either need something special or you need to get lucky yeah, yeah. what you call it if you're doing something to, for popularity or just to do like it's never gonna work here like the thing driving you is you have to have hard yeah that's that's the thing that that film uh, filmmakers Young filmmakers now they're yeah. really showing and portraying out in their films and shit. Basically, yeah. tangent over. <laughs> if you are thinking of doing something, if you yeah, if you're thinking of doing something, if you believe that you actually have the motivation to do it and the passion to do it, by all means, do it. <laughs> yeah, by all means, do it. The topic of yeah, on the topic of film. No, no, no. Hang on a second. Five. On the topic of films, I feel like we're focusing too much on films that are actually, you know, directed in real life, and I feel like we should shift the spotlight back to um, film, not back, uh, to films that are animated and uh, just oh, kind of. Yeah, it's like, but there's definitely, we definitely need to split it up, because you can't just define animated. I'd say the best way to split it up would be, would be between Anime Eastern and Western. animated. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people's uh, thoughts on animation is just that it's kids. It's for kids, Yeah. Um, oh, no. No, it, what do you call it? You. Um, Japanese like... animation, okay. Uh, what do you call oh, it? it on its Don't me started. A lot of, a lot of Western animation. Now, not all of it, I'm just saying yeah. most of it nowadays, 3D animation by Walt Disney and, not Walt Disney, Disney, you know what I mean? Walt Disney and, and Friends. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> is uh, what you call it, obviously pointed towards kids, because that's their main yeah. audience, you know, parents yeah. bring them. With Japanese animation, it focuses more on story. And okay, okay, hang on a second. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you, oh yeah, I'm going to give you a little rundown, alright? So... Anime, get that shit out of my head. Unless it's directed by Studio Ghibli, I do not want that. So let's talk about Studio Ghibli, because Studio Ghibli is good. Uh, Studio Ghibli make 
probably yeah one of spirit of the way like genuinely name any famous japanese movie that's animated probably studio ghibli like they are all over the place but that's not a bad thing like if it's a bad if you call it a bad thing damn you better get your eyesight checked out that's wrong so riggedy riggedy yeah, um, Earsight to me has some of the most beautiful films, and whenever I come out of them, I feel like I've gone through something. Like it's an experience. Like that. Yeah, been a it's moment. Like, you just get taken aback. Like. Well, especially one I watched recently was Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, oh, I haven't is, watched that yet. This it's like a young witch who goes to this town, and basically they go to this town and they each run a business or something. I don't know the exact law behind the whole thing. But uh, she starts her own delivery service and all, and it's just a joy, joyful thing. It's just like, it's like something with no bad. It's like like playing a game or watching a movie that just like you know nothing bad's gonna happen. It's just so chill and you just vibe it. You know what I mean? Like it's one I movie. still really need to see is My Neighbor Totoro. I think it is. Same. Uh, well, they're all on Netflix. Check them. Out, yeah. Man. And uh, My Neighbor Totoro, especially like they're all so joyous. Like, yeah. And I know in um, in Spirited Away <laughs> and My Neighbor Totoro, they deal with moving from two different perspectives. In My Neighbor Totoro, it's the very big, happy, optimistic kind of way around it. Like, new oh, life, a new place. Yeah, new life, new place. Can't wait. But then in... In Spirited Away, she's scared about moving. Yeah. It's she like leave her home. Yeah, she doesn't want to. She's enjoyed what she's made. And then the thing that was very kind of apparent to me was just like how much she really didn't want to leave, especially when she was gripping those flowers. Yeah. By saying, like, please don't go. Like, Yeah, and then it's portrayed later on by all the monsters and everything she's scared of. And then much further into the movie, she, she, she like, becomes more courageous. She learns. They're friends. Like, yeah, she's accustomed. You can find friends anywhere, basically, which is kind of and find love anywhere or anything like that. So it kind of, like in a, in a very nuanced way, you can see how it relates to her moving and her this huge change in her life away from everything, and be like finding new friends, new family, new places. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And Disney is no better studio to do that. It's just genius. You don't see it anywhere else. Yeah. It's 100%. it's amazing how what's it called? It's just in general it's amazing how much work that goes into their animation. It's it's mad. It's like you're sitting there yeah. like Jesus, how it's it's lovely to look at. It is genuinely lovely. It's a pleasure on the eyes. Yeah, it's like I know what's it called. If you aren't like, if you kind of said to yourself, "Oh, I don't like anime," it's very, yeah, you know, it's very like screamy. You know that kind of anime. It's not that kind of anime. Yeah, genuinely. Obviously, like you, America. Like you think of anime as just Japanese animation, funny anime girl, anime boy, something like that. Kawaii. Yeah. Ghibli, the only it it wouldn't seem like anime except for the Japanese and the art style. Like they could do it with a yeah. different art style, but I I think they choose the 
the anime as well because that as well, it just portrays it so perfectly. And like with their animation, each frame is a piece yeah. of art. Yeah, like not even with that yeah. much expression. Like you could just tell by by the character's eyes that they're feeling amazed, or they're sad, or they're yeah. In the simplest ways, you can tell they're like like speechless. Even it's uh, it's insane as well. There's been multiple times where I paused it to either like pause the movie to either like go to the toilet, grab some more bickies or something, and I was just like, Jesus. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, this looks so nice. Fucking crisp. Like, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it, it was just, like, love, it was such a pleasure. It's like, so many of those frames, I genuinely would just screenshot, and if I had a computer, put it as my computer bracket. Absolutely. Just like the meadow scenes and all. Yeah, oh, they're really nice. Any any place that's like very noticeable, Ambient. yeah, it's like you. It's like you want to just take it and then put it in a box and then just like keep it there. Put it in a jar. Yeah. Like thinking about Ghibli and films in general, there's obviously themes that spill into it. like um. Obviously, in each each director has their own style and spin and themes. So, what do you call it? Uh, obviously, Ghibli have their, their beautiful animation and expressions and in movements or imagery. Stories told through just people people's mouths moving, eyes and the, the scenery, everything. It's just Ghibli like, envelops the whole thing in the story. And then there's other directors like Edgar Wright, which use the camera work to tell a story, which is like a superb thing on its own because to tell with just camera movements how something is, like, how dramatic a scene is, how fast it goes, you know? Yeah, and then, I know... Yeah, I know it's kind of off the cuff, but too mad's very good with his bubble buoy sound effects. He's, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. that to tell a very good story. <laughs> but also, like, George Lucas and John Williams with, like, describing scene with the music. Oh, in Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. His yeah. best films, especially the newer ones. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. <laughs> No, but like it's John Williams' soundtracks are always amazing. I loved Solo. I love Rise of Skywalker. Honestly, Rise of Skywalker Star wasn't Wars. that bad. Like everybody shits on the sequels, Whoa. but you can match the amazingness of the original trilogy. Okay, I don't think we should get into Star Wars alone. Like that. <laughs> episode. Maybe a bonus episode. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The key in the bonus episode is always talk about space dreams. Oh, and well, me touching him. Spoilers, but yeah, everybody look at me. I think you could do better, maybe in these movies. Do you do you think you could do anything better? Is there anything that you wish directors would think? Maybe not even something better, but just a theme or a kind of story that you'd love a director to touch on. Like obviously, I loved Tarantino touching on Hollywood in the last bit of the Golden Age, that desperate time where they were still grasping onto the classics and everything. And then obviously he switched from like. Django and change to that. Uh, what do you call it? The it's just inglorious bastards. You know what I mean? Like he just switched from so many time periods and added his own little touch to them and changed it around. It was just perfect. So, is there anything you, any directors, or any you'd like to do something like that? To there is a story I want to see a continuation of, which is: Are you familiar with the series Avatar? 
Not like the blue people yeah. one, but Airbender. Oh, yeah. the, the blue people, the best. <laughs> you know the the original Nickelodeon yeah, the series, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see a proper continuation because they just did like a huge time skip and brought in a new main character for the sequel of the series. They need to actually make a proper continuation of the original cast yeah, story. I knew, they had, I knew they have a huge fan base. I'm not one of them, obviously. I've never yeah. think I've watched one or two episodes walking in and as a sin. Which I've yeah. also heard. <laughs> <laughs> in Netflix, I heard they're either going to make a continuation or they're just going to remake the series in live action. Hopefully not like uh -oh. the movie. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's uh -oh. never a good sign. I'm sorry. It's That's not a good sign. Now... The 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 one thing I would actually like for some directors to touch on, especially like I I'd really love for some director to take, especially one of the big shots who knows how to do like good camera, good like work, good scene setting, and make a like okay, just like an actual good kind of teenager life kind of coming of age there's yeah. so many ass dog shit ones yeah, yeah, like okay it's oversaturated with like such shit yeah. stuff oh like, yeah yeah, yeah definitely a like the way you watching a, another movie a bit <laughs> like who want okay we realized that okay maybe we've done this genre a bit too much when they released tall girl on netflix Ugh. that yeah, it's like okay, so so you're gonna tell so there's so there's this girl and her biggest challenge in life is that she has to wear size thirteen Nikes. Men size thirteen Nikes. Yeah, men size thirteen Nikes. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Do you want to talk to the <laughs> World War Two soldiers that probably got shot? 14 times still yeah. lived through and had to deal That's with so... the trauma without <laughs> yeah. their size 13 nikes <laughs> yeah without their size 13 nikes <laughs> you probably have it alright don't size you size 13 bandages they got men size 13 <laughs> boots <laughs> boots uh, but yeah what about on the theme of that about adapting stories on do you think any any like story you've seen before any of your favorite movies would be good adapted to um like TV shows, maybe a different story, not exactly like the movie. Because I know Sean for you, Star Wars, and uh, yes, I thought Mandalorian adapted to a TV show. I know it's not in the main canon, but that whole universe adapted into a TV show is very well. It's like only that. like a side story. Yeah, but uh, it was very cleverly done. There, it was, yeah, it's so adapted to a the main thing because they didn't want to. It's hard know. to cross over with like the original plot. Yeah, but yeah, it was very good. It was very good. But, like, with that, it's amazing. And it's, like, in a, a time era that isn't that explored. Yeah. So do you think anybody, like, maybe Edgar Wright for you or anything? Do you really think any of his movies could be expanded into a TV show? Any universe? Well, I would have said Baby Driver just getting a continuation. But I, w I wouldn't... What's it called? Yeah, there's no real need because there's a second one coming out. And that's gonna be. Oh really? I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, no, there is. Um, I think it's it's like a sequel to it, but it's under a different name. So I I just really hope. Toddler driver. You... I was gonna yeah. say that. Nice, nice. I was about to say, thank God. Oh no, I'm not gonna say that. Just in case there's a 
Don't say the N-word. In case anyone... No, it's not the N-word. The uh, spoilers, just in case anyone... Uh, okay. The, um, what do you call it? One thing I thought might be a good... Sorry, now that I'm thinking about... Baby yeah, no, continue. What might be a good uh, side story for a TV show. Maybe, um, obviously, Kevin Spacey in that movie is a big... Right now, probably wouldn't be a good time for that. But in in the past, it might have been a good idea to look at his like criminal empire, how he started or whatever. How he met baby or something like that. You know? Well, yeah, they've explained how they've met. Well, how he met baby. Yeah, I know, but it's just like you, you know those prequel movies. Do you not pay attention? Do you not pay attention? Keen. He's slacking, Keen. Slacking. Keen got caught slacking, even though. Origin, actually, Origin TV show, something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah, it'd be really interesting. One, like, good movie well, that they could adapt. Right now, maybe not Kevin Spacey. Make a young. Oh, no, Kevin movie. Spacey right now will be a huge hit. Damn, get him on the show, put him in a daycare as a teacher. Bam, you've got a movie. Daddy Daycare? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Anyway, what are you saying, Sean? Sorry. Um, an actual movie dedicated solely to Darth Vader, just like his beginnings. Like we know one, two, three, but we have like a huge gap of knowledge about him during then. Yeah, yeah. That would be such a good like movie. The whole, uh, after the him was... properly becoming a Sith. Yeah, yeah. What was the uh, what was the, the third prequel movie? Sorry, where he actually became Darth Vader at the end. Um, Revenge of Sith. Revenge of the Sith, that's the one I thought that was it. Yeah, are you talking about from then to... From then to probably four. Like, when he's raiding layers of shit. Have they been been explaining games and novels and such? Yeah, like, there's the actual Darth Vader's game and comics. But actual documented in... in We need, like, actual, like, movies. Yeah, because it is the biggest medium for Star Wars, I think. Yeah. Like, the last thing he was in during that time was Rogue One for, like... Yeah. Two point, two point, two point seconds. Yeah. Hey, Akeen, is there anything that you would like to see? Other than the origin kind of story. Um, and the Hosier movie. No Hosier movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. No Hosier movie. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, as a TV no show. Girl and Red either. Mm-hmm. Or Dodie. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a... Um, or Billy Eilish. You know, kind of... Or Oliver Tree. Cool, uh, like... Hey, Oliver Tree's my thing. Okay, okay, okay. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. We're just going to start calling him uh, Tupac Boy. Pulp Fiction, I know it's another... Oh, uh, it could be boy. Pulp Fiction, either the aftermath or the origin as well. Because there's oh, a big yeah. connected network in Pulp Fiction. For, you can see from the start when they... Yeah. Made it, what was it? Their, their boss's name, Frank, or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. There could, there's a Frank, he sounds like a man at a chip shop. Con- <laughs> yeah, they have contacts in kids, so... Maybe that could be interesting to figure out how that happened. Maybe a nice short film. Also, the mystery in that movie, the 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 mystery in that movie also kind of helps. So I don't know, and that's very the best idea. A nice short film idea, you know, like the bounty hunter in Django. I can't remember his name, but maybe like a whole origin for why he was there near Django at the time. You know, in Mandalorian, uh, in Django Unchained. Oh, I thought you were talking about Star Wars, Jakku. <laughs> Is that some Star Wars? No, no you know, the bounty hunter at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, like, actual, like, reasoning for him being there, like, a little bit of a backstory about him and all. A short um, film would be nice for that. Might be. 
Yeah, Origins is kind of the best thing for TV shows and stuff. I, I yeah. Origins is one of the best have... Black Ops 2 zombies. A lot, of people aren't, yeah. a lot of people aren't happy when you build off the main story in shows. Maybe a bit of lore, but like mm-hmm. if you gave off the main thing. So prequels are a safe way of doing that while also establishing some lore. Yeah. Backstory, yeah. So I think that's why they're the easiest thing. But yeah, they're all good ideas. Pretty good. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So I I think that just about wraps it up there. Is there anybody want to take some last comments? Yeah, thank you and thank you, Sam uh, never mind. Um yeah. Never mind. Don't don't worry about who they're. Um don't worry about Sam Raimi. Well John, yeah, any last comments from before we end it and before we wrap it up? I cannot be silenced by this oppressive government. I will not be silenced. Yeah, we'll just cut that bit. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Thank you yeah, very yeah. much for joining us today, Jean. It was quite a pleasure. And uh, it was a chill discussion today. You the know, pleasure was mine, Kean. It was yeah, it was a back and forth and uh, Yeah, banter. And yeah, I think there's only one way to end this. Me touching Caden's chest. No, it's peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly baseball bat. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly baseball bat. What? How do you think this should be ended? I think this should be ended. No, no, this goes on tomorrow. I think this should be ended with it. Good old fashioned. Just Kate's gonna beat this shit out of the mic. All right.